Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Series podcast. And this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the Emmy-nominated star from Severance, Adam Scott. And Will Mavity's interview with the show's Emmy-nominated showrunner, Dan Erickson. Hello. My name is Mark S. And I have, of my own free accord, elected to undergo the procedure known as severance. I give consent to sever my memories between my work life and my personal life. I acknowledge that once the procedure is complete, I will be unable to access my personal memories whilst on the severed floor. Say gratitude. Nor will I retain work memories. Hey. Sorry, when I return home at the end of the day. I make these statements freely. Hi kids, what's for dinner? We warned you. About the greeting, you were kidding. We hate it. How many reasons did we come up with? Eight. Good morning. Hi, Mr. Milchak. Mark, could I have a word? Petey is no longer with this company. I'm sorry, Mark. You guys are one of my favorite office friendships. What happened? We'd love to tell you, but unfortunately, non-disclosure policy forbids. I confer upon you the advanced role of department chief. Congratulations. A handshake is available upon request. Thank you. May I have a handshake? Well, Adam, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me about Severance. Thanks. Uh, I love the show so incredibly much. I, I rewatched it over the weekend. Oh, awesome. I, it still blows my mind, the heart-pounding season finale. Yeah, I just love the show. Cool. Thank and, you. And congrats on your long-overdue Emmy nomination. Oh, thanks. I mean, you've been in multiple shows with, with Emmy love, uh, but how's it feel to finally get get your own recognition like this? You know what? It felt so good. It really just felt so good. I uh, I didn't know that it would it would mean quite so much to me. And it and because uh, I was trying, you know, you try not to focus on that and, and think about it too much, or at least I didn't, um, because I figured why it's not really anything that's in my control, and it's not why I do, the, you know, all that stuff that you just don't want to focus on it. Um, and to even think that like, it's something that, 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 uh, is in the realm of possibility to me, it's like a waspy kind of raised by a sort of Midwestern in, in a Midwestern waspy tone, uh, that felt too kind of egotistical and presumptuous to even sort of, so when it happened, it wasn't something that I had fully um, kind of considered and prepped myself for in that in, emotionally at all, or even logically. And, and so when it happened, it, it 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 was incredibly meaningful and and uh, and really just was, was such a happy moment. So uh, it's, uh, it feels great. <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, well, let's dive into the show. Sure. 
I feel like this is the most basic question that I could possibly ask about severance, but I feel like we kind of have to start here, which is how you prepared for playing these two different, not two different characters, but two different parts of this character. You know, Audi Mark has 40 years of life experience. Did you see any Mark as a blank slate of sorts? Yeah, it's 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 kind of where we started. And it was kind of the big question for me was just sort of technically how to approach it and and what is it that I'll be doing differently and depending on uh, whether we're inside Lumen or out in the world. And, and you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of different ways to go with it, a lot of different totally legitimate ways uh, to, to go with it and to approach it. And sort of the first kind of knee jerk as an actor is you want to sort of show your wares and sort of challenge yourself and really try and create like two distinct people almost you know like the first instinct is like well maybe this one will have a special hat and weird facial hair and uh a, you know a, a really weird walk and then this one you know that's sort of sort of where the the first place the actors this actor's brain went and but you know as we really sort of talked about it and and started zeroing in on the material and why uh Mark got severed in the first place, all that stuff. It really be, it sort of became clear that what was important to, to me and to Ben and to Dan was that it, it be one guy and that it feel like one guy, just two different sort of halves of, of one guy. And like you said, one of them has all this life experience and the other one, like you said, is sort of a blank slate. And it, for all intents and purposes, is like two and a half years old. So, you know, all that life experience and what is contained in that life experience is uh, really important to where he ends up and how he, uh, how, how that kind of manifests physically, uh, emotionally, and maybe, you know, there's a, a, a different, a slightly different tenor in it, his voice and just sort of his, uh, you know, tone or whatever. But yeah, it was important that it that it that it be the the same guy because I think it is himself that he is escaping, right, by doing this. So for sort of thematic reasons, but also for sort of just sort of physiologically what what uh we were doing, it felt right that this be two almost different components of the same very much the same guy, just sort of two different areas that that uh, neither one of these uh, sides of him dips into the other very often for various reasons. How often did you have to switch back and forth during the shooting process? Well, you know what? We shot the whole show at once, like a big movie. So sometimes in the same day, we would shoot like, you know, uh, an any scene from episode two in the morning and then and after lunch, we would go shoot an Audi scene from episode seven. So we were kind of jumping all over the place. And uh, what ended up really helping for me was the the sort of switchovers we do in the elevator in the show, because it really distilled it down to, to sort of the bare bones of what that difference is. Um, and I I tried to make it as much a 
an internal shift as as possible, tried to just zero in on the the math problem of addition and subtraction of like life experience and just trying to think about what each one of these sort of parts of this guy, what they are, if you if you just like tear it all down to the studs, what 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 is it and what is that difference and needing to like do it in an instant um, really helped uh, do that. And and then it kind of set up this rig on the side of the set with the interior of the elevator with this this camera rig that would you know kind of go back and forth and we would do those switchovers and we would go into you know, 10 or 15 of them whenever we had time. Uh, and uh, and it was really fun. And it took a while for us to really kind of zero in on what that switchover should really look like and feel like. And once we kind of figured it out, it was fun to just run and go do a few. And uh, just so he had a, a variety of stuff to uh, to use when he was cutting the show together. Well, not only are you playing these kind of two two parts of a character the the animated opener shows just thousands of views uh do you remember seeing that for the first time was that how unsettling was that for you yeah uh it was really intense you know all season uh ben was showing me the guy's work i wish i had his uh his name in front of me he he was nominated uh rightly so for a for an emmy for his incredible work he's so talented and uh, uh ben found him on on instagram and and uh i just went in and got and got my you know into one of those sort of photo volumes where there's just thousands of cameras just for like 20 minutes one day I'll, that's all i had to do uh was was get my picture taken thousands of times in you know a, a few minutes but Ben kept telling me, like, wait till you see this. Like, it's it's incredible. And so I didn't, but had no clue what it was going to be and was pretty blown away. It's, it's really very strange thing to watch um, if that's you, <laughs> um, but fascinating and, and, and kind of beautiful. You really just did an amazing job. Yeah. And that's Oliver Lada or Lada. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Oliver. Yeah. yeah. And and Teddy Blanks. Yeah, incredible, incredible work. Yeah, the, like you said, they were nominated for. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, one thing that I found interesting about Severance is uh, it's obviously not not really a comedy. There are, there are funny moments, but it's not a comedy, certainly. And But so many of the cast and, of course, you know, Ben Stiller as a director came from comedy. How do you think all that experience in comedy was a benefit to Severance? Well, I think... You know, Ben has mentioned how, you know, shows like The Office and The Office Space and even Parks and Rec are sort of this, you know, this sort of genre that's emerged in the last 15 or 20 years of sort of the, you know, there's always been the workplace comedy, but there's a specific sort of brand or offshoot of it that's really taken hold in the past uh, 15 or 20 years and 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 been really, you know, connected to those and 
And uh, I think that he saw that as like a, an interesting and fun way into this world where it's almost like you're watching this fun workplace comedy that we as a culture are kind of used to now. Um, in that first episode, you're sort of seeing this banter with these people at work sort of clicking on their computer and, you know, just kind of bullshitting about this or that. And then it sort of occurs to you that these this is like office space, except none of these people know who they are or where they are or what they're doing. So I think it was a really interesting and fun shoehorn into the into the world and and having people like Zach and Britt and uh, everybody really, John, Patricia, Chris, uh, everyone uh, is is really, really funny and and uh, and that I think it's always it's always great to have levity and and anything. And I think um, uh, severance without a sense of humor would be uh, would be a, a tough a tough watch. Maybe <laughs> I think everything needs some some humor in it in order to to uh, first of all just to remind you of real life because there's always something uh, funny uh, happening at the weirdest and most inappropriate or serious times you know severance feels so incredibly timely because of how the world's relationship to work shifted uh in the pandemic and so i was shocked to find out how long it's been in development yeah you know you've said that ben first called you in 2017 yeah so did the material take on a new weight premiering in this world amidst covid yeah i think um you know sort of this happy accident uh with the show kind of coming out in February of 2022 is that the world's uh, relationship to work and the idea of a job has just changed from the time we started shooting the show till the time the show came out. Um, I mean, we started shooting the show right in the middle of kind of phase one of the pandemic, we started shooting the day after the presidential election. So we were right in the thick of it all. And shooting the show sort of took on this tenor of the, that the um, of, of the show itself, making it kind of started feeling like it because we were all isolated from each other. The only time any of us got to talk to another person without a mask is the actors after Ben or Aoife McArdle, the other director, we call action. That's the only time we got to talk to a person. So it was sort of this treat. And then after cut, we all put our masks and shields on, go back to our isolated rooms. And then at the end of the day, you get picked up in a van with plastic between you and the driver and the mask on, go back to the apartment where I was by myself. I wasn't with my family or anything and just sit and wait for that van to come back the next morning and wait until I get to see another actor without a mask on so it was this strange solitary uh existence there for nine or ten months wow uh, i was curious how much how much of the show were you brought in on before shooting the first season uh did did it, had you read all nine episodes since you were shooting all at once um has dan charted out future seasons for you um and also if you could tell me everything that's going to happen that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we had we were scheduled to start in April of 2020 and didn't start till October. So, um, 
so not only had we read all the episodes, but um, Dan also got that extra six months to sort of dive in and and uh, tinker with the scripts a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, he's you know he's Dan's a really obviously a really brilliant guy, um, but also a really generous and collaborative guy, and is like answer any question and and sort of tell you whatever you're curious about and and uh and uh yeah he's fascinating world he's he's come up with and he's a very kind of 360 degree world he's he's come up with he has uh he has sort of the google maps view of of all of it he's thought of everything and has he brought you into that to help inform your your performance or the way you approach the series yeah, I think he's been really open with everybody. If you have any question about anything, Dan is there and happy to uh to because you know, sometimes there's something on the show that's that's uh on the page may appear strange or obtuse, or what does this mean? And there's sometimes a history behind that or a a, a motivation that's coming from a place where that you that you hadn't really thought of because of the kind of strangeness and and uh kind of misdirection of the world that we're that we're in. Awesome. And I was thinking I feel like there's a parallel between the life of a successful actor and this kind of separating of your brain uh, that happens in severance. You know, in a profession where where people know you, uh, you're widely known, and uh, people people probably feel like they know you, when in reality they know they, they know Ben Wyatt or they know Mark Scout. Do you feel like you have to get into a different headspace or almost kind of mentally kind of shift where your brain is at when you encounter good natured fans who just expect you to be Ben Wyatt? You know, it's easy to forget, and it took me a while to get used to it. And it's been about ten years now that I've been. Um, more sort of, I guess, uh, uh, recognizable. It wasn't until Parks that I really started getting, getting, getting more of that, and and it it was it, it took a while to sort of get to to remember and and get used to it. But I think that, um, and it's a strange thing to to get used to because it doesn't feel like what you, at least what I always thought it feel like. I always thought it would feel like a warm embrace. And it would feel like love or something, but it it it's strangely isolating because you you can you know you can feel eyes, you know it's like a weird seventh sense that that humans have. You can feel when someone's looking at you, you know that weird feeling. And it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just something to get used to. When it first started happening to me, I equated it to it feels more like I have like something like on my face like a disease or like something that people are staring at because that's what it sort of started feeling like but what i'm trying to say is the the thing to to get used to and to remember is that and i had instances like this when i would meet uh someone that i liked and 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 wanted to to talk to you want that experience to be cool for for that person you want um you want them to to walk away feeling good and and not feeling shitty about walking because sometimes you know it takes some guts to walk up to someone and and ask them uh, a question or ask for a photo or something that's kind of terrifying uh, or it can be and so 
So I just never want anyone to feel shitty at walking away from, from me and, and whether or not I'm in the mood for it. I don't, I'm not sure if that's really relevant. You just kind of, I, I've found that you just need to sort of shift into a, a gear and, and, and make the experience uh, pleasant for, uh, for whoever it is. And then, and then, uh, and then get on your way. Well, before I go, I I, uh, y- I feel like you know I have to ask you about what you're shooting right now. Uh, so uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're shooting Madam Web. Yeah. And the internet is is kind of blowing up a little bit um, with rumors of you potentially playing a version of Peter Parker. So, Adam Scott, are you going to give me the big scoop right now, right here? T- tell me all the details. Are you playing Peter Parker in Madam Web? What do you think I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Okay. So what am I going to say? Uh, you're going to tell me yes. And then, you know, this is going to blow up and then uh, everybody's going to be really excited. No, I know. I know you can't say anything. I'm so sorry. I can't say anything. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm trying to read your face to see if I can like right. probe more or anything. Uh, can you tell Not me? Not only anything? do you have to sign an NDA, you have to sign uh, an NDA for your face. So you can't, <laughs> give answers through through your face got it got it okay fair enough awesome and uh severance season two is there a date that you're gonna dive into that we're uh getting ready now and we'll uh start up uh soon so can't wait and everyone's uh excited to to get back there and uh and start up again awesome well adam thank you so much for your time and again thank you for the show i really love it and i can't wait to see more awesome thanks daniel Thank you so much. Do I know you? My name is Petey. I'm from work. So we're friends? I'm your best friend. Nothing is what they say. I used to think it would take a monster to put someone in a place like that office. Especially if the person was himself. If you want to know what's going on down there, you'll find the beginning of a very long answer happening. What is it we actually do here? It's important your eyes be kind. Do you know how to make your eyes kind? All right. So uh, before we even go into anything, I mean, congratulations, obviously. This is what your, your first show and it blew up like this, your first produced show. Yeah. The show blew up. It's really weird. It's really crazy. Um, I'm uh, it's it's simultaneously like the most exciting thing I've ever been through and deeply, deeply terrifying. But uh, it's 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 uh, overall a lot of fun. I think I saw somewhere that you, uh, unlike some showrunners, you actually go into the Reddit fan theories areas and like uh, kind of see what people are coming up with, too. Yeah, I do. Uh, I I uh, was told not to, <laughs> that it's a really bad idea, and I did it anyway, and uh, I don't regret it, because it's it's a lot of fun stuff. I mean, it is, I, I can see why people say not to do it, because you can really get in your head when people, like, especially the really good theories that people are putting, I'm like, oh, that's, that's that's better than what I was gonna do. 
Um, but you know, it's, it's still really, uh, it's just exciting to see people loving the show in that way. I mean, it's, it's one thing like, obviously like the, the award stuff is incredibly exciting and, and, you know, humbling, but it's almost, to me, it's almost more fun to really go in and, and just, see stuff that people are posting from their their living rooms or their bedrooms and and you know people who have just finished the show and they're like oh my god i have to talk about it you know that's incredibly rewarding so it's you know i'll sometimes dip in there when i when i need a little pick me up oh all right. So uh, I, I know you've given the backstory on the show to many people, but I would love to kind of just hear it spelled out. As I understand, you you worked in a, a number of desk jobs in L.A. and that kind of inspired the show. I did. I did. Yeah. I first when I first moved to L.A., I had just finished grad school and was, you know, very, very in debt and and uh, literally just like needed uh, basically uh, to, to, needed to take the first job I could find just to survive. Uh, which was a was a small company that they, I, I call it a door factory, which sort of is wrong. Like I sort of say that for effect. It, it was like a it was like a company that would like they would like make and ship doors, and then they would go and they would repair them. And but there were literal doors being made in the building, so it was kind of a oh, door. Man. But it was, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I worked there for six months and that was where the initial idea came to me. But that was a, like a smaller business. And then while I was writing the script, I did do a series of jobs, one of which was at like a school that, that was, um, it, it, it's like a global big company that, that has these you know school locations all over the world. And so that was my first real you, you know, I, I got a real taste there of, uh, of, of the sort of big unseen corporate overlords, mm. you know, who, who are calling you from the Berlin office or whatever, and, and, uh, coming up with these, you know, with, with these, uh, uh, uh you know, st- uh, statements of these motivational statements that, that we're <laughs> supposed to get us to be better workers and more happy people. And, and so a lot of, a lot of the sort of weird, big corporate stuff from, from severance came from that and other jobs that were, you know, again, I was happy to have at the time, but, but had a lot of weird stuff in them that I felt had to be mined. Yeah. So you, uh, you originally pitched the show, what, like six years ago, and it ended up on the, the top of the blood list, the pilot did. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the top. It was on the blood list. I, <laughs> okay. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ranked, but uh, it was the first TV pilot to be on the blood list that, that had been, That's I think cool. right prior to that was entirely feature scripts. And I think this was the first year they had opened it up to, to TV and I was the only pilot on there. So that's a little distinction. I, I like to say I had. Did the the pilot we ended up seeing resemble pretty closely what you wrote back then? Or tell me a little bit about, I'm sure it changed a lot, but some of the big transformations that came. Yeah, I mean, the, the there were there were definitely some some big transformations. I, I, I would say the original version I wrote was a lot more sort of Brazil, you know, Terry Gilliam, uh, more. A, a little bit more towards like magical reality mm-hmm. uh, than what we ended up doing, which which is still obviously sort of heightened and stylized uh, 
but mostly takes place in a world that is similar to our world with this one exception that the severance technology exists. Um, the, I, 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 I've talked about the, the, there, there was in the original pilot, a pair of legs goes running by disembodied legs, but actually the, the thing that I remembered the other day that I'd forgotten about was that the, the original, original, first of all, it was Mark waking up on the table, not Heli. Mm. And secondly, um, he was like the original shot uh, uh, scene was like, it's an empty office with a table and then the ceiling opens up and this big like sphincter comes down <laughs> and basically like births Mark onto the table. Oh God. I, yeah. And, and I had totally forgotten about that until recently. I was like going through old scripts and I read it and I was like, ah, I was like, why? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad that that one was, uh, you know, maybe it would be interesting in a different film. I think it would have disturbed me. But. Season four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the giant stealing anus comes in. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, you mentioned, obviously, you made it a little more grounded. I think one of the most impressive things about the show is it's like five different genres and somehow you find a tone that works. Tell me about nailing that very narrow tightrope act of getting this tone right yeah it's um it, i i don't really know except to say that we sort of I, I i guess because we just sort of created the tone without parameters in mind we, we just sort of it, it was like you know first me and then ben when he came on uh you know who, who ben sort of responded to whatever it was that was on the page but it was just kind of like he, I didn't feel beholden to any particular genre. And so we just sort of got to invent it. And then it was just a matter of sort of replicating what I had done for that first script and being like, okay, what is this tone? Is it a thriller or, or is it a comedy or, or, you know, uh, what, what level of heightened reality are we living in here? And it was just sort of, once we figured that out, then it was just like, okay, now we have to do that eight more times. Uh, and then, so, you know, it was, it was, I guess in a way it's easier to, to mimic something that you created than, than to try to, you know, uh, mimic something from, from someone else. So I guess that's it, but you know, we're still, I feel like we're still figuring out the tone of the show in a way it's like the, the audience, you know, once it got in front of an audience, they, the things that they responded to and the things that people sort of uh, globbed onto and came to love about the show. They weren't always the things I thought they would be. Mm. So it's like, we're still, as we go, I think learning what this show actually is, which is really exciting. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. 
So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Okay, well now I'm curious, what uh, what surprised you that people love? Um, well, so one thing, okay, this didn't actually surprise me once it was shot. Like once it was shot, I knew that this was gonna be the best scene in the show, but the music dance experience. Oh yeah. With Milchik. That I'm I'm the idiot who tried to cut that like five different times really? at, in, in the script stage. Yeah, I was like, okay, I was like, I've seen dancing on shows before. It's not, you know, whatever. It's it's I don't I don't get why they're doing it. Why would they get into it? And it was just it, it was like the second Ben Ben and then uh, uh, Mark Friedman, the uh, other producer, just kept being like, ah, there's something here like there's so, just 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 let us shoot it and we'll see what it is. And then it was like the second Tramel started dancing under those lights. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was wrong. But yeah, stuff like that, like uh, in the creative process. And then later, you know, you, you, you just sort of get surprised by the things that people love. Oh, well, there's another kind of dance moment that I, I can't stop thinking about. How in God's name did you come up with the waffle party concept? God had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, God, God was looking the other way on that one. Um, no, that, that was a uh, weird. Uh, it kind of started as a joke. Uh, because we had we had talked about waffle parties as an idea, but it was not a sex thing in the original right. conception of it. And then we um, we started to. I think in the writers' room, somebody just made a joke. It's like, well, what if what if it's like a weird masked orgy thing? And we sort of like wrote it down, and then like we're we're we had it in a in some outlines, but we didn't think we'd do it. But then it actually ended up sort of, you, you know, it's not something we wanted to do for shock value. It's something we only right. wanted to do if it made sense. And the more we thought about it, it was like every aspect of humanity is commodified in this world where something is, you know, simple as, as, you know, getting a, you, you know, the, the, the music dance experience is just like, that's the only time they get to enjoy music. And, you know, all these little perks that, where it's just like they're basically selling your humanity back to you, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and the prices you have to work. And so it sort of made sense, especially as we started talking about what role like sex and love and romance play in this world. And the answer had to be that it would be commodified. It, it would yeah. be sort of the ultimate prize. And so we had this, this sort of, um, it, it, you know, we ended up with this sort of, uh, uh, you know, grotesque, twisted version of of sexuality that is presented to them. You know, where where it's the, you know, they're playing out this myth from the from the Kier lore, uh, because everything has to ultimately circle back to that. So it it you know it it was something that it, up until we shot it, I kept being like, oh man, are we really doing this? <laughs> but it ultimately made too much sense not to do. I yeah. Think. Okay, uh, so there's a couple other things I uh, I was curious about. Um, 
the cliffhanger. I was so mad. I almost threw my TV out of the room. Did you always plan to end it there? No, take it up with Stiller. <laughs> it's his okay. fault. I'll throw him right under the bus. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you, you would plan to show the aftermath this season? That was the original plan. Yeah, was that there after that episode, there was going to be another episode where we go back to the office and we sort of see the, the aftermath of it. And it's uh, even talking through it now, I'm, 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 I'm like, why were we going to do that? Because it's such a, I know we pissed everybody off, but it's such a perfect ending oh, to yeah, like yeah. Uh, put it right. And it's like, you've changed all the, like you basically overturned the game board, you know, and, and it's, uh, and it's this totally new uh, status quo for all the characters. And we just like, let giving giving the viewers time to sort of speculate on what that's going to be and what the ramifications will be and what that will look like is is i think really exciting so you know bl blame ben but also thank ben yeah uh, i was gonna say i mean i'll be chomping at the bit for the next season uh there's another little detail um tell me a little bit about writing you you mentioned like the self-help phrases and stuff so writing some of those cliches and writing like the self-help books that exist in this universe and some of the stuff like that, mm -hmm. that seems like you had fun doing that. So much fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am very grateful to get to write the show and I like writing the show, but I like writing Rickon's book more. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's so fun to just like sit down and especially um, you know, after after Michael Chernus was cast as Rickon and started to sort of fill out the character and, and give him some dimension beyond what was on the page, it, it just became that much more fun to write him because, you know, you, you know, all his little insecurities that he has <laughs> and and uh, and and, you know, so I'll just sit, you, you know, I'll, I'll take a whole night or a whole day. And I'll just like sit and get in that headspace of Rickon and then just write. And I almost never rewrite any UUR stuff. It's it's always the it's the most stream of consciousness I ever do that I ever write. And there's a lot of it. I mean, there is there is quite a bit of it. It's not we don't have a whole book or or you know a, a, most of a book, but we do have a, a number of chapters that are all complete that are really fun. Yeah, Apple better be uh, releasing that at some point down the line. Okay, so, and then uh, I'm curious, has this process, and it's a show, it's all about the work-life balance, has that led you to reflect on your own work-life balance? I mean, now that you're a showrunner and doing all this during COVID, which totally changed the workflow process? Yeah, yes. I mean, it is, it's ironic and it's really, um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's definitely a, a harder life than I, than I even would have anticipated. And, and I knew it would be, but it is, um, you know, anytime you're doing something on this level with this many people involved and, and, you, you know, you want it to be good because you don't want to let anybody down. Uh, and you're, you're going for a level of quality that that you know especially now that it's that's been well received for the first season i'm like okay i want to i, I want to you know i i wrote that check i want to be able to cash it you know yeah. uh uh or, or i want it to clear so uh it, it's yeah it, it's it's really weird to be writing a show about the work-life balance and feel like it is 
sending my work-life balance all cattywampus in a way it never has been before. And it's easier because it's something I love to do. I mean, it's definitely easier because it's like, this is when I was working these, these jobs, you know, these other jobs, I would go in the night, in the evenings and I would write for fun. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that makes it easier that it's something that, that I would want to be doing anyway, but it does change the feeling of it when there's the sort of pressure and, and especially when you know that other people are working just as hard as you, or, or Mm -hmm. in some cases even much harder, uh, and, and having to scramble to get stuff done quickly. And the longer you take, the less time they're going to have, you know, so, so you try to balance all that and, and think about the people who are, who are the other people who are working for the show too. And, and so it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure and it can get to you if you let it, but, um, I've got really good advice from a lot of people who have been doing this a long time and who are sort of helping, uh, give me the tools I need to stay, to stay even keel throughout it. All right. Well, I think we are about out of time. Uh, what is the broadest spoiler-free bird's eye view you could possibly tell us of uh, what we can be excited about with uh, season two? Well, I mean, season two, season two is finally the season that we reveal that that Adam is playing the same role he did in Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all. <laughs> yeah, he moved to another town and he changed his name, uh, but it's the same guy. So it's a minor spoiler, but that's it. <laughs> oh god you know that there's probably gonna someone's gonna like earnestly on reddit now listen to this they're gonna be like, like no he confirmed it he confirmed all right well thank you so much this is thank such you a so great much. show and i can't wait to see where it goes thank you it's very very good talking to you absolutely hey everyone thank you so much for listening to daniel howitt's interview with adam scott and Will Mavity's interview with Dan Erickson for Apple TV Severance here on the Next Best Series podcast. Adam Scott is up for your consideration for Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series, and Dan Erickson is nominated for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series, while Severance is nominated for 14 nominations in total at the 74th Emmy Awards. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, drop us a comment, rate us five stars. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.